the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Hi, I'm Daddy Herman. I'm on AM 970, The Answer, and this is I on Real Estate. And we have a special, well, he's special, but he's been on many a day. Our insurance expert, he's going to talk a lot about hurricanes. We're going into hurricane season, about the building collapse, especially if you have apartments in Florida. Um, but before I do that uh, and have Michael Conte on, I just want to take a quick caller question. Um, I have a caller on the line. Hello, Dottie. Yes. Hi, how are you? How are you doing? Listen, Dottie, I'll be brief. I'm facing an eviction, but the uh, slum owner went to their attorneys and had them file an order to show cause, and they uh, attempted to ambush this American veteran in a wheelchair. Long story short, we have been negotiating for the last since the 7th of July. So, you know, two weeks or so. Bottom line is, I'm here three and a third years. I'm a legal occupant resident tenant. I have a lease. Also, the bottom line is, we've negotiated, and I want your legal eagle to his opinion. They want me out in about, just about a week and a half. It can be done. Now, neither party will seek, will seek any lawsuits against each other once I move out. I will not have an eviction on my record because an eviction is as damaging as a criminal felony conviction. The only thing is, the good thing is, is that we're talking about more than a few thousand dollars, which is much more than I've seen in a long time. I'm an American veteran in a wheelchair with very limited income. But we're talking about a week and a half and some attorney a letter came that they look into. They saw that there was water damage on the 311 uh, number, and they wanted to know if I wanted to sue. I mean, suing someone is a gamble. This is several thousand dollars, well, Dottie. Well, let me say this. First of all, we want to applaud you for being a, a, a war veteran and uh, applaud you for that. I. Um, you know, anything is possible, but I've been in the business a long time. I've never seen any eviction in a week uh, that I've ever seen. Okay. Um, and I think, um, and I can't be a hundred, you know, I can't tell you, I don't know the cold story, but I really don't believe um, that they're not going to help you out because there's a lot of funds as Steven said. And if you listen next week, I will have the exact information, but I really 
don't see them giving you a week and a half to get out because that's impossible for most people. Well, um, Donnie, we already had a virtual a meeting with the judge uh, last week uh, and this past Thursday. We have to resolve it with the judge, otherwise it's going to go to, to court. And the bottom line is in a superior court, Supreme Court of the State of New York, the judge has been very fast on both sides. She's really been in my corner a lot, God bless her, and God bless you. And we have another meeting on Monday okay. to resolve well, it. Well, Dottie, the we'll, apartment, we'll keep us Dottie, the apartment okay. has become unlivable we'll, because we'll, of the criminal negligence. They wouldn't even replace the our, screen, so all bugs came in. Okay, okay. Okay, listen, I have to cut you off. I have a guest on the on the line and um uh Michael Conti is here with us Hi. joining you. You're listening Hi. to I Am Real Estate. I'm Doc Herman. Hi, Michael. How are you? Good. Good morning, Dottie. It's been a while since we spoke. And I'm so happy to be here and uh, speaking to the listeners again. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Well, we always want you. We always want you here because it's part of the whole real estate process. And when it comes to insurance, I'm not really sure anybody knows what's the right amount of insurance to have, or I just have been going through that. I have to call you personally on my house because I did a lot of renovations and I, I just don't know if I have enough insurance. I mean, I have enough insurance to, you know, replace what I just put up. Um, but well, I know, you know I'm, I'm always available for you whenever, have- whenever you want, I'm there. Thank you. And, um, and let I me know, say, I know uh, I have a lot of listeners. Shoot. Well, I want to say that. This is my 25th appearance on the show, so it's a big, big milestone for me. So I'm very happy. I wanted to just get that out there. And well, one, before I get into my, thank you, thank you. And before I get into my insurance spiel, I just like to give a brief little market report from you know my view of the world. Uh, we recently had a, re- a commercial space available on Spring Street. I have never seen the demand in all the years that my family has owned this property. So. Uh, anyone who thinks that New York City is not bouncing back in the real estate market, uh, I'm telling you they're wrong. It is back and rocking and rolling, and and I'm so happy to report that to you and to the listeners who are out there. So that being said, thank you, Michael. Thank you, and I and I again, I'm glad you said that. But I again, a lot of say, Daddy, you're in real estate. I'm, you know, one of the things that Ace, myself, and Stephen, and anyone who's on the show, we don't, you know, we don't sugarcoat it. We give it to you the way it is. There are up markets, there are down markets. Um, I never myself expected it to bounce back as quickly as it did. But the unemployment, you know, we still have unemployment and we still have a yep. lot of vacancies. And I think out of the commercial sector, the sector that's really not doing well is retail. Retail is not doing well. As a matter of fact, I know it's pretty down in New York. Um, I just want to see before I give my predictions on kind of what happens in the next couple of months. But New Yorkers are pretty tough. And I, I think you've always, uh, I, I post it. You, you know, I, you can follow me on Instagram or Facebook with it. We have an eye on real estate. I said, never bet against New York City. You're going to lose. So that's great um, advice. That's with that, Michael, sagic. we have a lot of questions. Yeah, we've had a lot of questions from um, you know people that have called in the show, 
And right. obviously, what, one of the bigger questions was, and again, I know there's different, I don't want to get too detailed because every state has different building codes, but, uh, you know, when people read the, the horror of the Florida building collapse, which was kind of not a, you know, it's a, it's a one of a kind thing. It doesn't happen. And it very rarely happens. I've never heard of it happening. So it's not something that happens a lot, but it scared people. Uh, and some of our local listeners or who had apartments emailed me and asked, you know, what happens? Uh, who will pay for what? Uh, I know it's a unique situation, but uh, if I see faults, you know, I had somebody write in, gee, dear Dottie, you know, I see faults in this in this building. They didn't use the right sure. type of brick. And I, you know, I can't answer that over a right. phone or an email. I don't know what kind of bricks they use. Well, let me ask you, first of all, maybe Stephen also on this. If you see something that looks unsafe in your building, you should always document it, but you should go to the building super, right? And document it. I say go to management. First thing. I say go right to management. I mean, the super is good. He, I, I would go notify right to him too, but but I would make sure that management was aware of it and they conducted an investigation. You know, the, the supers, their their job, it, again, it depends on the building that you're in. Some supers are much better than others, but a lot of them are, are you know, they, right. they, they're afraid to report it. They think they'll get, well, you you know, you, you crack that wall, uh, whatever your name is, you know. So so I would definitely let management know. But, you know, and, and I like to just speak on this topic, uh, and I'm not speaking Speaking from a, litig- a, a legal issue, because there's going to be lawsuits on this for for years and years and years and years to come, and and, and none of the comments that I make are related to that. But just from a, a pragmatic issue, you know, like separate yourself from the destruction and, ju- and just look at it. Who's paying for what? So you got to remember the Building Condo Association will pay for the collapse of the building, right? That's number one. But then each unit owner has a claim against their individual um, insurance policy for the contents of their unit and for any improvements that they've made in the units. And this is a topic that is is very, very, you know, we deal with this here in New York City. And, and the fact that there was a collapse, it, it, you know, it'll probably never happen again in our lifetime. But but the fact is, you don't know that for sure. And we, in my business, we would always say, don't ever worry about the total loss. It'll never happen. Well, we've seen it happen quite a few times now in recent years. So I think that that myth or that theory is out the window. And, and people need to sit there and assess what coverage they have, what, what they don't have, what they need, and, and, and how to go about getting it. Now, one of the unique things about the Florida market is that on a good day, uh, it's very difficult to buy insurance in in that area. You have the windstorms, you have the hurricane, and you have market conditions down there are just not what they are here in New York. So uh, a lot of people, like we have a lot of customers who have a New York property, and um, they buy the apartment down in Florida, and they'll simply ensure the liability. They won't ensure the physical aspect of it, the contents and et cetera. Um, and that's their decision. And, and we go through Wait, that. So but, but, when you say that, you, they, they will ensure the, the, the damage to the building, but not what was in your apartment. Let's say right. you had fine art, you had expensive. Right. Things. So right. they, so, so it's hard. So they, so you might, 
get some compensation, but maybe not all of the compensation. Right. Well, I, I, I mean, the way I understand. Right. Uh, I mean, they're they're building owners, so I'm sure they'll get some compensation. And and again, I don't know how that all shakes out at the end of the day, because uh, maybe they have the right to rebuild. I don't know what the condominium documents dictate. Maybe they have the right to rebuild. Maybe they don't have the right to rebuild. Maybe they have to take their share and go away. Uh, So so that's and that'll be fought out, as I said, in the courts for years and years and years. But just from a, you know, nuts and bolts point of view, the the building policy will pay for the destruction of the building, how it's split up. That's up to the courts to decide. But each unit owner in that building should have had the proper insurance for their unit and, and to, to get at least something to you know go forward. Uh, the interesting exposure that you have is if you looked at the pictures online, the, the building next door was evacuated. So what happens to those people? Well, many policies allow for loss of use and will pay them for a short time anyway uh, to relocate. And with any luck, if it's your secondary home, you could always go to your primary home and, and live there, you know. But it's a, it's. Well, yeah, but I, I do remember, Michael, I, I do remember when we had 9-11 and, you know, Douglas Selman has a, prop, a huge property management uh, arm to it. And downtown, maybe it was a 9-11, maybe it was the uh, hurricane or something was when we flooded. Um, I, I got, you know, the, the, the people, the landlords, we had, they had to evacuate downtown some of the buildings. So I was getting all these calls because everybody has my name and number um, and they were going crazy. Like uh, the other, are the people going to, are we going to get compensated? We have to back now legally, they had to evacuate some of those buildings because of the flooding. And um, I, you know, tried to explain to them uh, that, you know, we don't own the buildings. We manage them, right. you know, so that's an right. individual owner's deal. And there's no blanket that I can give you one answer because the buildings are all owned by different people. So they were crazy. Like, you know, they were still like, oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to ruin your business, this and that. So I uh, was brave and met them all. And I had to really explain to them that, you know, it's very much up to the owner of the buildings, you know, and then that goes into another question that people have asked me. Now, you might own your apartment, but you might also just rent your apartment. So, you know, if you own your apartment, you know, and you have insurance, how much is enough? Um, and that's a question that, you know, there's no general answer because, right. um, you know, right. you need to call and, and Michael and yourself. Daddy. But what about rent? Should renters have well, insurance? Uh, Sure. I mean, and don't forget, though, you got to remember that the thing about being a renter is that, yeah, you don't have equity, but you don't have to stick around and fight it out either. You can just go rent another apartment. So so you can buy an insurance policy to protect you for the loss of any goods that you have in the apartment. But you, you don't you don't have to stay around. Like if you're if you're a condo owner, or a co-op owner, that you you are in the game until until the courts say it's over. So that's the, that's the difference. So may, maybe there's a slight advantage to being a renter sometimes, I, I, especially in these disasters. But 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 the 
the emphasis on the owners is to certainly have adequate coverage. And, and we have this discussion all the time with the customers, and they say, well, why do I need this? this is, and I always say to them, you know what, if you insure it and you pay someone to protect you in the event of a disaster, you're going to get your money. Now, what happens down the road with the courts, that could be five or six years before you see a dime. In the meantime, you can get your life going. You can get on with your life and and deal with everything else. So that's really why you need to protect your own stuff. And people don't want to hear it, you know? Well, how quickly, like, in other words, I know, I tell everybody and I, I say to any, everyone, and I think Stephen and, 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 and Ace have echoed me on this. Hey, if you can settle something, don't ever go to court. And now with, you know, you know, with people, you know, when all these, uh, you know, rent and, and all these aids are, are ending, you're going to, the courts are going to be backed up for years. So yeah, nope. I agree with insurance. Now, how quickly with insurance? Like, in other words, how, like, let's you just know. assume, God forbid, something happens in the building you're in, you have to move out. Um, Daddy, how I've quickly seen or how, what are the steps you should take? Well, I'll tell you what. One of the carriers, I'll never forget this. This is when I started in the business. Um, one of the carriers that I represented, uh, they, one of my customers had a giant fire on West Broadway. There was a, one of these artist lofts, you know, and I went in there. And um, the the neighbor came in, and I did not insure the neighbor, but, but she came in with her claim adjuster. And I'm, I'm going to tell you who it was because it, it, this is not an advertisement, but it's a true story. It was, it was the adjuster from Chubb. He was there, and uh, he cut that woman a check on the spot. And my customer said to me, hey, where's my check? Really? And, yeah, and I said, well, i got to go back to the office. I'll get the adjuster. And, and I knew darn well that she wasn't going to see money for a couple of weeks. So the, the question becomes the carrier's reputation with claim settlement is paramount. But, Dottie, no one asked me that. When they're buying insurance, they ask me, how much? How much is it? How much am I going to save? How much can I do? They never, rarely do they say, what's the claim reputation and the settlement you know, uh, 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 reputation? The carriers, and that's an important factor. If you have no place to live and you need money to go, remember, probably if you, if you had a fire in, in your apartment, it's rare that you got out with your wallet. It's rare that you had enough wherewithal to grab your pocketbook with that has your driver's license your credit cards and everything else a lot of times you're running out never to return to the apartment and a guy hands you a check wow that that's incredible you know so you need you need always to ask the question what's the reputation i've seen carriers do the right thing customers despise them and hate them and they couldn't act better i've also seen carriers do the wrong thing and and the customer doesn't you know doesn't have the wherewithal to know it's the wrong thing, but it, it's 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 a it's something you never want to deal with. But you would think in a collapse situation such as we had in Florida, if I was insuring apartment three and I had the checkbook, I would look at the policy and say, okay, there's a hundred thousand dollars on there. Here's your check. Call me. You know, we're done. But carriers just don't work that way. They'll send an adjuster to look at the property to see what was damaged if you could even see what it was you know um and and drag it out so it could take some while it could take a while yeah so are you saying 
So I think people should also, you know, and I don't think a lot of people think about it, um, but I think people should also ask you, like, you know, what's the reputation of the insurance company? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the first question they should ask me. And, 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 and the second question is, what am I covered for? Those are the two first questions you should ask. Yeah. Well, we, I think we're taking a commercial break. I'm Donnie Herman. Um, you listen to 970 um, AM. I am And I have a question through the break is over for you. Uh, we'll be right back. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo telling you about Connors & Sullivan. You need a will, you need a trust, you need power of attorney, healthcare proxy, living will, or estate plan. Are you and your family protected? If you're not around to make the decisions, who will? You know what? You got to go to ConnorsAndSullivan.com or you can call Mike Connors at 718-238-6500 or you can attend a Connors & Sullivan free seminar and have all your questions answered by Mr. Connors himself. Tuesday, July 27th at Buckley's Avenue S in Marine Park. Brooklyn, 11 a.m., 3 p.m., 7 p.m., Wednesday, July 28th, Connolly's in Maspeth, 11 a.m., 3 p.m., 7 p.m., Thursday, July 29th, at the Bay Ridge Manor, that's 11, 3, and 7 p.m., Friday, July 30th, at the Adria Hotel in Bayside, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Mike Connors always says the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Please call 718-238-6500, attend these seminars, or go to connorsandsullivan.com. If you're worried about your borderline blood pressure, hear how others are taking charge with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. Garlic works safely and naturally to support my blood pressure. Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula has a custom blend of garlic vitamins and minerals, so you know it works. No garlic taste, no garlic breath. Take charge of your blood pressure with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. BMO Director, Internal Products, ERP, Peloton Interactive, Inc., in New York, New York. Job description, direct the planning, development, implementation, and ongoing management of enterprise resource planning ERP software systems for finance, manufacturing, supply chain, and people functions for efficient operations. Develop goals and procedures for the development, management, and integration of ERP software systems. Evaluate technology and ERP software system needs and modify and develop procedures to solve ERP software system management problems. Confer and consult with stakeholder managers to assess user needs and collaborate on improvement of ERP systems. Lead ongoing development of ERP software systems, including evaluation of feasibility and requirements of data integration and conversion projects, including integration of ERP human resource, finance, and procurement data. Direct operational strategy for ERP software system development and implementation, assessing and modifying workflows, creating program and project plans, and identifying constraints and risks. Allocate resources and review project plans, controlling project scope, and evaluating business priorities to efficiently balance resources and projects relating to ERP systems creation, improvement, and modification. May telecommute from any location within the U.S. Resume to christina.ellis at onepeloton.com, job code 49134.00087. Again, may telecommute from any location within the U.S. Resume to christina.ellis at onepeloton.com, job code 49134.00087. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. 
Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Hi, I'm Dottie Herman. You're listening to Ion Real Estate, um, 9.70 a.m. And we are um, in the process of talking to Michael Conte, who's joined us today. And he is a managing partner at Honig Conte Perino Insurance Agency. And so we had just discussed what happened in Florida. A lot of people were concerned. Now, I don't know the building codes exactly, but I do know that New York is pretty strict on the building codes. But if you do see anything wrong, because I did have some listeners and I really can't know over a phone or an email or a text whether, you know, something is really def- deficient in a building. If you find anything that you think is not safe in the building, I would uh, not only send it maybe as to the, you know, the bill, but I would send it registered mail also return receipt requested. This way you can prove that you sent it. Because I don't know if I remember the story correctly, there were things that they kind of were supposed to get to and maybe didn't get to them yet. Um, so that's a lesson learned. Um, and you would probably hopefully want to speak to Michael about insurance companies. Now, Michael, when I, uh, I had insurance, uh, I'm not going to get into the insurance that I allowed my, my uh, secretary at the time to, uh, put, to get for me. And she took all my jewelry and she put a $25,000 rider, like for, but that included everything. So when I lost some very valuable jewelry, I really wasn't covered for it. But I had a problem getting insurance because I was considered, now I don't live uh, on Long Island, but my house was probably, uh, you know, on the North Shore. And I'd say it'd be, you know, it was a couple of miles from the, uh, uh, from, from water and um, in the uh, Hamptons, the same thing. So, uh, but I had a problem getting insurance and nobody wanted to insure me. And the only way I was able to get it at the time was to get all my insurance like my car and everything from the same company. Um, is that common? Do you hear that? Or is it just me that that happened to? I was in a flood zone. They considered, because, you know, after Sandy, anything that was right. on Long Island was pretty much considered a flood zone. I mean, period. But, like, so you didn't have to live on the water. Right. But Dottie, you so can't use your, you know, you, you can't yeah. use yourself as the measure, and, and I'll explain to you why, okay? Insurance companies don't like to insure celebrities, and believe it or not, you are a celebrity. And the reason it is, is like, let's say you had a bad experience with ABC Insurance Company, you know? Well, you have a vehicle on the radio show every weekend to say, gee, I wish ABC Insurance Company would pay my claim, you know? And, and they would get such horrible, um, you know, press from that. So they stay away from people who have notoriety of every level. So that's, an, that's one factor. And most people don't realize that. And that factor doesn't ap- affect most people. Now, the other factors, of course, are uh, the, the concept of lifestyle underwriting. Okay, Lifestyle underwriting looks at the individual, and certainly it's not um, – they, they look at their – their claims history and and carriers notoriously when they have a, a, a client apply who has had prior claims they immediately make the assumption well 
you know, if they had one claim, they're going to have other claims. And uh, so that's another factor. Then you look at where is the property located? Well, the property is located in a windstorm area. Well, we are not taking on more, um, you know, exposure in windstorm areas. So you put all of these factors together. And yes, it can be very difficult for a lot of people to buy insurance. Now, we saw a unique thing this year, which was very... Very interesting. Uh, when hurricane season rolls around, and by the way, we are in hurricane season, we get memos from carriers who say, hey, there's a storm brewing in Bermuda. We are not binding any coverage from today until a week from today. Now, that's pretty wild when you have three closings lined up for Monday morning and you cannot bind coverage. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a problem. And we've seen that now where... The minute a storm is brewing off the coast somewhere, uh, binding moratoriums go into play. One insurance company that we represented will not bind the risk from July 1st until August 31 of 2021. And they let us know this in the beginning of June. So they virtually took themselves out of the game for that two-month period, which I've never seen that before. But these type of moves and protective moves by insurers to protect their capacities are happening more and more. And, and, and it's going to continue. So uh, my word of advice is if you're planning to close on a house in the next yeah. two or three weeks, get on the phone and buy the policy on Monday before we have a storm brewing and they put a moratorium in place, which then causes your closing to get uh, delayed. Well, I just want to say this because I find I'm making a general statement, but I find out being in the business a long time that when it comes to, you know, if you take a mortgage, you have to have insurance. I don't think people think really about it so much, you know, homeowners. No, insurance. they, they, they just don't take it. And, you, you know, I think that they don't even think about it. They say, just get me a policy. And, and right. so I think that Absolutely. the lesson learned, and that's not only with this, with Sandy, with anything, is that, you know, you really need to take, first of all, if you, your home is probably one of the largest, if not the largest investment you have. And right. you need to really take the time. And Michael, one of, besides being an expert, he's very willing to talk to you, you know? And I can tell you this, and this is me. I don't deal with anyone that I don't have a relation. I'm a relationship person. I mean that, like if I had a doctor, he could be the greatest doctor in the world. But if I felt like I was a number to him and he didn't really have time to talk to me, then I would not use him. So besides that I, you know, I, you know, your, your company and your managing partner, and it's, it's, it's one of the best insurance companies in the, in the city or we would not have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you, Don. You Thank are you. able to talk to you. I mean, people are, you, you know, you take people's calls, you take the time to answer them. And so many the callers, times happens to people. The, the listeners yeah, call me I all the time the and I spend I, the listeners call me all the time, and I spend as much time with them as I possibly can. I, I, and, and I hope someday they'll call in and, and just say that because it is a true statement. Uh, but, but they call and they say, hey, I listened to the – I heard you on the Dottie Herman show. Can you help me with this? And, you know, I, I'll sit on the phone and go through it, and, and I'm happy to do that. That's what I've always done. That, uh, that's what I, I continue to do. That's what my firm's whole motto is about. We, 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 we want you to feel like you belong 
here, and that's an important thing. And a lot of people don't even care about that anymore. They, it's 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 frightening, actually. But thank you for saying that. It is. But but I but I say the truth, and I say that in my own um, my own life, in my own personal life, I don't. I don't want to deal with someone who I'm a number two, you know, and now you might say, well, that's Dottie Herman. So they take attention. Um, but that's not true. I mean, a lot of people, you know, depends. Might might not know who I am. And I wasn't always a big Dottie Herman. I started, like I said, like an ace at the bottom. You know, I really started from nothing. I had nothing. Well, I didn't even have a thousand dollars on the bank. So, you know, so the customers I call here and they. The customers call here and they say, may I give you your my policy number? And I say, no, I'd like your name. We file by name. You're important to us. And it's a true statement. We file by name. I, I don't care what your policy is. In a rare occasion, I, you know, if I have 62 Smiths, then I'll probably need your policy uh, uh, number. But the reality is I first want your name and I, I, because that's that's who you are and that's, that's important to us. And I can't tell you how many co- times the response is, gee, that's very nice. Thank you. Yeah, it's a true statement. Yeah. So um, I want to just emphasize to all listeners, because, again, in my experience, most people, when they're getting a mortgage and they have to get insurance, really don't pay much attention to who they're getting. Just get anybody and they're really not informed. Um, I would definitely call uh, I would definitely call Michael Conte at Conic Conte Perino. And talk to him and ask him. And again, ask him, you know, what, what he thinks you need and how much you need. And uh, I think you'll find that the more you know, the better informed you are, the better you make a mis- this, you know, you can make a decision. And, you know, living on, when I was living on Long Island and I, and we had Hurricane Sandy, I can't tell you how many people didn't get, didn't get their homes covered because they didn't have, they had flood insurance or they had wind insurance. So they, they didn't have the right insurance. Um, so there's a lot. It happens of all the time. And it happens all the time. And and that's really right. And we don't have the right insurance because we don't know. And we don't ask the questions. And if you're like me, sometimes I, I don't have the questions all, you know, and then you sit in front of the person and you forget what you were going to ask them. So what I would advise anybody who's buying a home to, to do before you call Michael up, sit down and take a piece of paper and write down the questions that you want to find out about. Because a lot of times when you get in front of the person, sometimes you forget what you really were going to start asking for. Um, and again, there's no right or wrong answer. It depends on how much risk you want to take. Uh, but I can uh, tell you that I know for me, it was also hard getting insurance, but it, it was hard It was hard because we had a hurricane. Now we have... Right hurricane season coming so if you live near the water when i say near the water i'm not saying that you live on the water how does that affect you getting insurance michael well you know the the proximity to the water is primarily the fear of the windstorm and that's the big issue so you got to know what your windstorm deductible is you have to know what your hurricane deductible is these are questions you must know the answer to before it's too late okay michael i uh really want to just take two seconds before I let you leave and just go through that. Then we have a quick break. Daddy Herman's timing will be right back. I just want to tell you the difference between wind and flood and dark.
You have helped build MyPillow into an amazing company. Now Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to you. Get great discounts on all MyPillow products. Go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. Get deep discounts on MyPillow's mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. Mike's newest product is MyPillow towels made in the USA with 100% USA cotton, offering a six-piece set of bath, hand, and washcloths in a variety of colors. Originally priced at $109.99, now for a limited time reduced to $39.99. You heard right, $39.99 with the promo code AM970. Remember, all my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Call 800-651-0798 for these great specials. That's 800-651-0798. Promo code AM970. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800 500 8384, Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. My friends over at Route 22 Toyota want me to remind you that if you're tired of dealing with dummies, get over to the state-of-the-art service facility in Hillside, New Jersey, please. Alex Kinsella has the entire team staying safe, wearing masks, socially distancing, fogging vehicles with every single service to make sure they're disinfected. At Route 22 Toyota, they always get it right. They're doing their part to stay safe. Plus, right now, Route 22 Toyota is offering qualified buyers more reasons than ever to get into a new Toyota, like 0% APR financing up to five years and zero down leases on some of your favorite Toyota models. Call 855-621-9949 for details and make sure to tell them Joe sent you. 855-621-9949 to schedule a test drive and Route 22 Toyota will get you driving a new Toyota with 0% interest or zero down leases. Now that is the smart way to buy. Route 22 Toyota, Route 22 to Weston Hillside, New Jersey, or at Route22Toyota.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Um, we're back, and I just want to quickly uh, ask, uh, Mike Conte, just so that your listeners hear it, there is a difference between flood insurance and wind insurance. And could you just quickly right. go through that, Michael? Sure. Uh, let, the, the homeowner's policy excludes flood, and that's why you need to buy a separate flood insurance policy, which is a separate contract. The, fl- the homeowner's policy does, however, include windstorm of some type. Now, you have to understand what you have. And by the way, there are products that exclude windstorm completely. But 
when you have a homeowner's policy, the first question you need to make sure is that you have windstorm coverage. And then the next question is, well, what is my windstorm deductible? And there are various iterations of the windstorm deductible. I don't want to get into that now. But, but generally speaking, you must make sure that windstorm is covered under your homeowner's policy, and you must look at a separate flood contract as well. If you're anywhere near the water, a mile, a mile and a half, you need to inquire. Um, and and if, you're, if you're in a good location, the flood insurance policy can be very, very inexpensive and it offers fantastic protection because it's not covered under the homeowners. Thank you, thank you so much. And again, you know, um, you can reach Mike um, on our Facebook page, Ryan Real Estate, or you can just leave a message and call in or get him at Honeconte Garino Insurance Agency. And Michael, we'll have you back in a couple of weeks because there's a lot Thank more you, we not gotten to cover. Have a great weekend. The weather's certainly nice out. I got my bathing suit on I mean, already. I feel like it's August. Yeah. I feel like it's August already, and like I really wish the summer would last a little bit longer. I, I feel like it's, gosh, goes too quick. Anyhow, um, uh, I have a couple of, you know, I have hundreds of Giordotti questions, and they're for all of us. So um, I have not gotten to them for a while. So I just want to go through some of them. And um, when it comes to um, a sponsored unit, uh, I guess, Steve, you could answer this. But expect what exactly is a sponsored unit, and are they any cheaper than a regular unit? Sure, Dottie. So what happens is in New York State, when you are a developer and you are building a new condominium or co-op project, um, you have to have, with very, very few exceptions to this rule, something called an offering plan. It's a disclosure book about the project, and it has all sorts of legal information, environmental information, and it um, also... The newer ones have floor plans and, and estimated fees. And what happens is the developer is the, quote, sponsor of the plan. So a lot of times it, when you're really talking about buying a condo or co-op property directly from a developer, we call them the sponsor. Um, you know, it's neither cheaper nor more expensive. It is what it is. I mean, typically you do pay a premium when you buy brand new construction because everything is done it's in mint condition you're not buying something that's been used so in that sense um you might be paying more um subject to negotiation and this is where it's so important to have the right attorney and real estate agent you can negotiate any deal so when you're talking to some of these sales senders depending upon the state of the market they may try to push the transfer taxes which the seller normally pays on a resale on the buyer. There might be certain other fees like a working capital fund contribution or a sponsor formation fee or things like that. And it's all negotiable. Um, okay. Everything's negotiable. So those are some Everything of the fees is negotiable. to look out for. And remember, what's the worst that somebody can, if you don't ask, you'll never know. And the worst that somebody can say is no. Um, and no doesn't always mean no. I learned that in sales somewhere along the line. Um, somebody asked your daddy if you, uh, and I, I guess this pertains to the city, if you are, uh, if your apartment's closer to a subway line, does, will it get more money? Well, especially in cities, if you're closer to transportation, usually the apartments are more uh, as a rule of thumb because 
cities people use mass transit, you know, mass transit um, more so than they do in the suburbs. So I would say in most cases, yes, but unless I saw the property, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you a hundred percent. I mean, I'm, you know, we try to do the best we can with uh, little information. Uh, somebody also asked, you know, my neighbor recently sold their apartment. Is there any way for me to find out who is buying the apartment? Well, as I think I told you on one of the shows and uh, Stephen and Ace, if you have any other answers, uh, by the time they file something and it's in the books, it could be the probably person moved in already. I would probably say, knock on the, you know, maybe you could ask uh, the person who sold the apartment and say, look, you know, I want to be a good neighbor and send them a welcome or some something like that. Uh, I don't know of any other way, but to ask, does anyone know of any other way? I don't, I don't know of any other way. So I think if you, you know, you might ask the, the super or the building, you might just say, I want to send them a little gift, or you can knock on the uh, homeowners uh, and ask them themselves. Um, dear Daddy, when it comes to the super and the building, what can they do and what is beyond their scope of work? Well, that's really very general. I mean, I, it's, it's hard for me to answer this, and I know we're coming to the close of the show, so it's a, it's a kind of a complicated answer. But I do think this, for those people who have never lived in a building, if you've always lived in a residential home or you've rented a residential home and you've never lived in a multifamily, you know, I'm not talking about a legal two or a legal three, in a big building, I would make sure you read the perspectives, go to an attorney, understand all the rules of the building before I moved into it because it's not for everyone. And um, I know for me, when I lived on the island most of my, my whole life, basically, and then when I moved into the city, which, you know, when we bought Douglas Elliman, uh, I had to live, you know, in buildings with a lot of people. And I remember, uh, you know, somebody knocked on my door and said that my music was too loud. And, you know, I wasn't used to that. Uh, I did get used to it, but, you know, you really, but, and, you know, but you really, really need to know what constitutes the building, what, you know, what you're governed by. And then again, we did a show on it. One of these days, I'll get some people with some great experiences, some people with bad experiences. You never know who your neighbor is. So, uh, you know, you have to try to respect your neighbor. But as I get complaints all the time, where someone says, oh, they walk too loud or they, you know, knock on your neighbor's door, send them a little, you know, something and, you know, try to work it out because to go through, you know, arguing and fights is like stupid and it really doesn't really, I don't really think it helps anything. I think most things can be worked out, people, if they're reasonable. Um, what is the best way to own, own, find a bank-owned property? I think we're going to do a show on that, you know, or we're going to do that's a whole other subject on how to find something that was foreclosed and actually is now taken back by the bank. Um, that's a whole nother subject, which is a good subject to discuss a lot of people, but a lot of people think that they can just go to a foreclosure sale and they'll just go there and pick up something for nothing. And it doesn't necessarily work like that. Ace, have you ever been to a foreclosure sale? I have Dottie and it, uh, it definitely doesn't work like that either. So, so many people feel like bank owned properties are, are a lot cheaper. Um, but, you know, with uh, bidding wars and things of that nature um, in the courts, um, it could actually go a lot higher. 
than what it what than what it should be worth. So we could we could talk about that on a later show for sure. Yeah, so. I think it's a good subject because when people hear foreclosure, bank owned properties, they right away think, oh, I'm going to get it for so cheap. And um, yeah, that's not necessarily the case. I would give you a little advice though, if you you know you know you can always if you see something that you like, you can always leave a little note. Uh, but bank owned properties, which we will talk on a future show, uh, the best way to do that is to know somebody in the bank. <laughs> no, uh, but they're not necessarily discounts. And as 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 Abe said, what happens in bidding wars is sometimes they go well over the asking price because it's kind of like you want to get that property. I remember I was on a cruise, a company cruise that the whole company went on. And it was the horrible weather. We hit a hurricane or something and you know, we had nothing to do. We couldn't get out of the ship. So we all went to these art shows that they had because it was nothing to do. You couldn't get out. And there was this ugly picture and people were bidding against me. And I was like, I don't even want it. I was just had nothing to do. And, but, you know, I said, like, I really want to get this. And so sometimes in bidding wars, we lose sight of what it is we really want. So if you're in a bidding war, it's all I can tell you is set yourself a number and you know bid and so you know make sure that you don't bid just to bid that you know that you have the money to cover it um and i'll also tell sellers when you're selling and there's a bidding war going on and that's another show i'd like to cover you know sometimes people bid up and then they don't come through you know they just want to win the bid and then after they win the bid they and i've seen this happen many a day then they don't take the property and then you go back to the second and third bidder and they said, forget it now, we don't, we're not interested. So uh, as a tip that I can tell every seller, if you get a good deal with the right down payment and good credit, okay, and it's close to what you are asking for, I would take it because the security of knowing that you have a deal in contract um, with as few contingencies as possible it's kind of like money in your bank and then you can move on. So that's my advice on that. Um, I don't know if I have constantly more questions. I have so many of them. Listen, we uh, look like today's going to be a beautiful day. So I want to tell you from everybody and I in real estate, we really love you. We enjoy you. And thanks for being such a loyal, loyal audience. Wishing you a safe and happy healthy Saturday. We'll be back next week. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.